one, four on one. Who's oh! He took off in Montreal. He landed in Toronto. Here we come. It's coming. Oh, Dunk contest 2024, man. <laughs> It's not often we compare Chris Boucher to Michael Jordan, but in this singular instance, I think it's appropriate. Welcome back to First Stop, Karolnik and Koliakova with you. That dunk, was a Jordan dunk. It was Jordan Space Jam, where yeah. he just reached out and his arm From kept on line. stretching and stretching and stretching. The monsters all over him. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the New Orleans Pelicans are exactly a team comprised of monsters, but my point remains. Let's bring him in. One of our favorites from Yahoo Sports covers the Raptors. It's Amit Man back on first up. What do you make of the Chris Boucher, Michael Jordan comparison, Amit? I mean, geez, like I'm the one who sent out a graphic, but the exact same example. Oh, there you go. There you go. That must be part of my subconscious there. I did not yeah. see that. Like maybe I was just scrolling through my Twitter. Obviously, I follow you, and that might have been something yeah. that uh, has had crept in there. But that that was an incredible dunk by Chris incredible. Boucher. I don't, know if I, I don't know if I want to see him in the dunk contest, but, you know, I think the point remains that it was a, a quality performance by Boucher. And I think another big man on the Raps continues to put up quality performances night after night. Jakob Pertl, I mean, what a show he put on once again. 21 points, 18 boards, was huge on the defensive side of the floor as well. I mean... Is this sustainable? Like, Well, it's not, it's not sustainable to this degree, Ahmed, but, I mean, this guy is showing that he is going to be a very big part of the Toronto Raptors, not only for the rest of this season, but for years to come. Certainly. I mean, the past two games, uh, he's shooting 24 of 28. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's pretty good. And Is that good? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. A little bit. I mean, 51 points or so right there between two games, and the rebounds obviously are, are very beneficial. I spotted the, the line for him with points, assists, rebounds. It was set at 25, and surely... I took the over on that, and surely nice. I made a few dollars last night. It was, nice. it was beautiful. Anyways, uh, Jakob Pertl is sustainable. I mean, obviously the, the, the pace may not be, but the impact could very well be because I look at the Raptors, and when they got Jakob Pertl, there was pretty clear that they needed a rim protector and they needed three-point shooting. So they've addressed one one part of their their needs. And the connective piece that he is, like he is kind of a glue piece. And the Raptors' defense it always felt like this entire season that it was just missing something. Something was just off, just a little bit by like a hair, an inch, a fraction of a, of a second. And Jakob Pertl is the answer to a lot of the things that we're talking about. Um, he's so mobile. He's so smart on both sides of the floor. You would think that with the Raptors, when they get a, a player like Jakob Pertl, who doesn't have much of a jump shot, who is actually not a great three, uh, free-throw shooter, spacing on offense wouldn't be good. But he... He has such a, a way of being so spatially aware of where he is on the court, and he continues to move, and he's not ever uh, cluttering up the, the spaces on the court, which is so important with the team that doesn't really shoot all that well at the moment. And they need him to be continue to be like that uh, that dribble handoff guy, the, the roller, and he's uh, we talk about him not being a great three-point shooter, I'm saying this, but his floaters and his ability to finish around the rim or like five feet out and towards the rim is exceptional. So here's a little bit how I'm looking at this, and I was talking to some of my buddies last night about Pirtle. Is there any uh-huh. concern <laughs> that he's playing too well? And I ask this because 
He is a pending unrestricted free agent. And I'm sure the yeah. Raptors, when they trade it for him, they're like, all right, we're going to pay Pirtle this per year in the offseason. Obviously, you give up a first-round pick for a guy like Pirtle, who's a pending UFA, you're going to sign him long-term. Mm-hmm. That's the Raptors' plan. Do you think there's any part of Ujiri and Webster looking at this and be like, ooh, ease up a little <laughs> bit, Jakob. You're playing a little bit too well. You could price <laughs> yourself out of what we were yeah. hoping to bring in for. Are you guys fans of The Wire? Of course. So we're all we're speaking the same language because I sent out a meme yesterday of Marlowe saying the price is going up, and that's Jakob Pearl's agent talking to the Raptors <laughs> because of how <laughs> valuable he is to them. Um, certainly. I mean, you could talk about you know him possibly earning himself a little bit uh, too much of a role with the Raptors in terms of where they're going to be with their budget and so forth. But I also think that people are being realistic. Like, the Raptors... They're, they were a decent team before Jakob Pertl got here, but I think um, last season, I'm not saying it was a fluke, but they've been kind of found out a little bit. And so teams were game planning against it, and they were able to you know, find ways to score around the rim, and they were capitalizing on the Raptors' fairly aggressive defense. And Nick Nurse says, like, look, I'm not going to start playing less aggressive. This is how I play defense. And so the Raptors, when uh, they were getting beat on drive, there was, they weren't funneling uh, – him to uh, their, the, the other team to anyone. Like Their best defensive lineups before Jakob Pirtle came was when Christian Coloco was there. But Christian isn't uh, where he needs to be offensively, and so that's why he's in the G League and getting some seasoning. But um, the signs were there early on in the season that if they do get a rim protector, they're going to be in a much better spot. And now that they have one, obviously Jakob Pirtle, like he is a very good player, but uh, I think everyone's going to be reasonable about um, his contract. And it's probably going to be in, I don't know, like the 20 to 18 million per season range, I would imagine. Ah, it's good to be a big man in the NBA. Not bad. Not a bad living. Ahmed Ben from from Yahoo Sports uh, Canada covers the Raptors, our guest here on First Stop. So Fred Van Vliet, basically the last minute last night, uh, pulled out of the game for personal reasons. We hope everything's okay with him and his family. But we saw Scotty Barnes essentially starting at the one. You had Trent in there, of course, Ananobi, Siakam, and Pirtle. When Van Vliet is ready to go and the Raptors have their full complement of players, mm-hmm. do you expect Gary Trent to come off the bench? Maybe an alternative decision? How do you see it playing out? I think it is Gary, and that's not a slight against Gary at all. I think you're trying to create some roster balance, and the move initially when Gary went to the, to the bench, um, it was because it felt like they could get better balance throughout their roster if he, as a scorer, as a tough shot maker, was coming off their bench and, you know, uh, leading a few units. And actually, it was going pretty well. His scoring off the bench was uh, a bit better off the bench than compared to his starting numbers, and it gives him a bit more room to kind of find a rhythm offensively. Um, so I think it would be him, but if you look at the Raptors now, and Nick Nurse talked about, the, talked about this uh, yesterday, is that you add in Gary Trent Jr. off your bench and you insert Fred Van Vliet into your starting lineup – you got a pretty solid like top nine, and you can go you know ten, eleven if you really want to. Jeff Dowden Jr. played nineteen minutes last night. He looked really good. I was happy that he got some some run. He's been playing really well in the G League, and I just have always found that he has this. Uh, he's he's a, a player that would fit the Raptors in terms of a backup point guard position because of what he offers. So that was cool to see. But uh, you could see cases where you know Pascal Siakam and Fred VanVleet are actually only playing like thirty five minutes. Because you can run out a lineup of Scotty and Chris and Precious and OG and Gary. None of those guys are Fred or Pascal. And that's really valuable. And that lineup would actually have like some legs. I think it would actually probably outperform their opponents over like a six, seven minute stretch. So those are things that they got to consider. And also, 
if your players are less tired, you could probably expect that they're going to be more productive, more intense, more energetic in the minutes that they do play. And that, is, again, has been a reason why the Raptors have been, you know, kind of collapsing in fourth quarters throughout the entire season. When Tosco Siakam is in minute 41, Fred's in minute 42, sure, they're going to be really tired in the last minute of the game, and maybe they're going to allow a blow-by, or maybe they're going to miss a jump shot, or they're not going to have their legs. Like, that is stuff that's just, that's just reality. So <clears throat> this is going to create a bit of a, a competition for minutes, but it's healthy considering where the Raptors are, and they're trying to, uh, yes, Plan for sure, but I think they're probably going to make the plan. But I think they have their eyes set on a top six spot if they can really uh, find some momentum here. So, I mean, that's just was going to lead into my next question because when we spoke to you last before the All Star break, even before the trade deadline, I think it was pretty safe to assume that most of us predicted or at least thought that this team mm-hmm. would sell off some of their assets. Instead, they turn into buyers instead of sellers. We've seen yep. a sample size right now of what this team looks like with the acquisition that they made. Has your belief in this team changed with the way that they look and the potential that they could potentially reach with this group? Uh, certainly, yeah, definitely. I mean, they're a much better team now than they were you know, before the trade deadline. It's, it kind of goes into how high can you get this season. And I, I guess it's hard to say because like, this season isn't necessarily the goal. Like You have your ripper checker now, and then there's going to be some critical decisions they got to make with – uh, Gary and Fred, at the very least, uh, this offseason, um, which is going to inform some of their future. So that's all all good, but certainly they're a much better team now with Jakob Pertl, uh there. And also, it's, there's just more stability. Like, you have players that are in roles that make sense for them. I've heard Pascal, I've heard Scotty Barnes. They've both said, like, it's really good to have a rim protector like Jakob Pertl behind us so we don't have to play those five minutes. So I don't have to guard, you know, Stephen Adams and Joel Embiid. Like, those are things that matter, and they're going to help. Uh, both those guys perform much better. Um, how much it influences this season, it's hard to say. They need help, right, from some of the other teams. But now they're four games out of the sixth spot. they got a few teams to climb. Everybody's got kind of a hard schedule. Toronto, Miami, New York, Brooklyn. Uh, those are the teams between five and eight. Also the Atlanta Hawks. Like, they are all got a tough schedule coming up over the last 22 games or so. And the Raptors have to essentially go, uh, I mean, I don't know, they probably have to go at least 15 and 7 at this point and hope if better that'd be good too <laughs> it's going to be a very fascinating last 22 games for the raptors they have detroit at noon on saturday yeah, what's that about? yeah i don't know game? that's an early one is that in toronto i believe it is in toronto yeah so oh. that's a, that is an early one so noon saturday yeah. that's tomorrow that can't be a noon game tomorrow. Maybe it's Sunday. Sunday. Maybe it's Sunday, yeah. I'm getting my days mixed up. No, 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 no. You got it right. It's, oh. it's, in, it's in Detroit. Oh, it's in Detroit. It's at 12. It's okay. at 12. And then they got another game They're on about to Sunday do that against Cleveland. Oh, they don't play tonight. My bad. Yes. Sorry, they played yesterday. Oh, yeah. If you play at 7 o'clock, the noon turnaround, yeah, that wouldn't say, be too yeah, easy. Yeah, no. uh, <laughs> Amit, always great to have you on the show. Thank you very much for this this morning. Have a fantastic weekend. You too, guys. Go Raptors. Go, go, go Raptors. Raptors. Yes. Uh, that is Amit Man, who covers the Raps for Yahoo Sports Canada. Well, it's a very big morning here on First Up. We're going to announce our Reveal That Raptor winner for this week. Of course, the Siakam Swirl McFlurry, a big part of the equation as well. Because you think him and Pirtle had a couple last night? I think they may have a couple of McFlurries, a couple of pints as well. And uh, the $100 McDonald's gift card, part of the Reveal That Raptor contest. Make sure to subscribe to the First Stop Podcast in order to qualify. And Cheese is in the lobby right now. 
collecting the food drop from McDonald's. So we'll fill you in what's going on with that. And the update from Carlo on his assault bike. People asking on social media about that. And back to the anniversary of the 2002 gold medal game between Canada and the U.S. 21 years ago. I remember it like it was yesterday. Matt Cause and Matt Larkin still to come. A couple of mats in hour four. Uh, First up.